sci-fi stories. Spider the artist, zombie, no go unless you tell them to go. Zombie, 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 no. Go stop unless you tell them I am to stop. Zombie, go, no, go turn unless you tell them I am to turn. Zombie, zombie, uh, no, go think unless you tell I am to think. So zombie by Kafila Katara, Nigerian magician, a self-proclaimed voice of the voiceless. My husband used to beat me. That was how I ended out. Out ended up out there the evening behind our house, just past the bushes, through the tall grass in front of the pipelines. Our small house was the last in the village, practically in the forest itself. So nobody ever saw or heard him beating me. Going out there was the best way to put space between me and him without sending him to further rage. When I went behind the house, he knew where I was, and he knew I was alone, but he was too full of himself to realise I was thinking about killing myself. My husband was a drunk. There too many of the members of the Niger Delta People's Movement. It's how they all control their anger and feelings of helplessness. The fish shrimps, the crayfish in the creeks were dying. Drinking the water shriveled women's wombs eventually made men urinate blood. This is a stream where I've been fetching water. A flow station was built nearby, and now the stream was rank and filthy, with an oily film that reflected rainbows. Cassium and yam farms yielded less and less each year. The air left you dirt, your skin dirty and smelled like something preparing to die. In some places, it was always daytime because of the noisy glass, glass fairs. My village was shit. On top of this, people's movement members were being picked off like flies. The kill and go had grown bold. They shot people's movement members in the streets. They ran over them, dragged them into the swamps. You never saw them again. I tried to give my husband some happiness, but after three years, my body continued to refuse him children. It's easy to see the root of his frustration and sadness, but pain is pain. He dealt it to me regularly. My greatest, my only possession, was my father's guitar. It made of fine polished amberol timber, had a lovely turtle shell pick guard. Excellent handwork. My father said the timber used to create the guitar came from one of the last timber trees in the delta. If I held it to your nose, you'd believe it, you could believe this. The guitar was decades old, and just smelled like fresh cut wood. Like it wanted to tell you its story because it, because only it could. I wouldn't exist without my father's guitar. When he was a young man, he used to sit in front of the compound in the evening, play for everyone. People danced, clapped, shut their eyes and listened. Cell phones would ring and people would ignore them. One day it was my mother who stopped to listen. I used to stare at my father's long last, last, fast, Long fingered hands when he played, all the harmonies he could all weave, anything with his music, rainbows, suns, sunrises, spider webs sparkling with moon and dew. My older brothers 
weren't interested in learning how to play, but I was. So my father taught me everything new. And now it's my long fingers that erase the guitar strings. I've always been able to hear music, and my fingers moved even faster than my father's. I was good, really good. I married that stupid man, Andrew. So I only played behind the house, away from him. My guitar was my escape. That fateful evening, I was sitting on the ground in front of the fuel line, pipeline. It ran through everybody's backyard. My village was the oil village, as was the village where I grew up. My mother lived in a similar village before she was married, as did her mother. We were pipeline people. We are pipeline people. My mother's grandmother was known for lying on pipeline running through the village. She liked that for she was like that for hours, listening, wondering what magic fluids were running through the large, ever ending never ending steel tubes that this was before the zombies, of course. I laughed as she tried to lie in a pipeline now. She'd be brutally killed. Anyway, when it's feeling especially blue, I take my guitar, I come out here, sit right in front of the pipeline. I knew I was flirting with death by being so close. But when I was like this, I didn't really care. I actually welcomed the possibility of being done with life. It was a wonder that my husband didn't smash my guitar during one of his drunken rages. I'm surely... I've quickly thrown myself on the pipeline, if he did. Maybe that's why he'd rather smash my nose than my guitar. This day, he only slapped me, he only slapped me hard across the face. I don't know dear why. He only came, he came in, seemed to kitchen smack. Maybe he's had a bad day at work. He worked every, very hard, like a restaurant. Maybe one of these women has scorned him. Maybe I did something wrong. I don't know. I don't care. My nose was just starting to stop bleeding. I was not seeing so many stars. My feet was only inches from the pipeline. I was especially daring during daring this night. It was warmer and more humid than normal. Or maybe it was my singing, singing, burning face, singing very face. Mosquitoes didn't even bother me much. Distance I could see Nikita. A woman who really spoke to me, giving her small sons a bath in a large tub. Some men were playing cards at the table several houses down. It was dark there. There were small, small trees and bushes there, here. And it, even our closest neighbour was not very close, so I was hidden. I sighed and placed my hands on the guitar strings. I plucked out a tune my father used to play. I sighed and closed my eyes. I could always, I would always miss my father, the feel the strings vibrating, and my fingers was squitted, squitted, and squitted, squizzed, viv, viv. I fell deep in the zone of my mouth. So I fell deep into my zone of music, weaving it, then floating on a glorious sunshine set. I lit the palm tree top saying, click. I froze, my hands still on the strings, vibrations dying. Didn't dare move. I kept my eyes closed. The side of my face throbbed. Click. This time the sound was closer. Click. Closer. Click. Closer. My heart pounded. I felt nauseous with fear, despite my risks taking. I knew this was not the way I wanted to die. Who'd want to be torn limb for limb by zombies, as everyone in my village didn't? Multiple times a day, I quietly cursed the Nigerian government. Twing. 
vibration of the guitar string was stifled by a middle finger still pressing it down. My hand started to shake, but still I kept my eyes shut. Something sharp and cool lifted my finger. I wanted to scream. string was plucked again. Twang. Sound was deeper and fuller. My finger no longer muffling the vibration. Very slowly I opened my eyes. My heart skipped. The thing stood about three feet tall, which meant I was eye to eye with it. Never seen one up close. Few people have. These things are always running up and down the pipeline. I've heard a super fast steer, always with things to do. I chanced a better look. It really did have eight legs. Even in the darkness, those legs shined, catching even the dimmest light. A bit more light. I had been, I would have been able to see my face perfectly reflected back at me. I heard what well, I polished and maintained. They, they, I heard they maintained and polished themselves. It's made even more sense. Now, who would have time to keep them looking so immaculate? The government came up with the idea to create the zombies and Shell, Chevron, a few other oil companies who, just as desperate, supplied the money to pay for it all. Zombies were made to combat pipeline bunkering and terrorism. It makes me laugh. The government... All the people destroyed our land, dug up our oil. Then they created robots to keep us from taking it back. They originally called Aceradoids, but we called them a rural contraption. More often, most often, zombie. Name they call those co and kill soldiers who come in. They're harassing us every time something bites their brains. It says zombies can think. Artificial intelligence, this is called. I have the same, sc- I have some schooling a year or two at the university, but my area is not in sciences. I met my education as soon as I got married, brought to the damn place. I came like every other woman here, a simple village woman living in the Delta region where zombies kill everyone who touches pipelines, whose husband knocks her around every so often. What did I know about the zombie intellect? It looked like a giant, shiny metal spider. It looked like one, two, while click-shifting joints and legs. It crept closer and leaned in to speck my guitar, strings even some more. As it did, so two of this back, the back legs tapped on the metal of the pipeline. Click, click, click. It pushed my thumbs back on the guitar and plucked the string twice, making a muted pluck. It looked at me with its many blue, shining round eyes. How close I could see they that they weren't they wasn't lights. Balls of glowing metallic blue, underlaying liquid, like charged mercury. I stared in and then fascinated. No one else in my village could possibly know this fact. No one enough had gotten close enough. Eyes of glowing bright blue metal blue liquid metal, I thought, now nah, uh, I pressed my hand harder and grasped, blinking, looking away for its hypnotic eyes. Then I understood. You want me to play? It sat there waiting, placing a leg on the body of my guitar with a soft tap. It had been a long time since anyone had wanted me to play for him. I played my favourite high life song, Love Day Sea Road by Oliver de Coupe. I played Lion Light like my life depended on it. The zombie didn't move. His leg remained pressed. My guitar. Was it listening? I was sure it was. Twenty minutes later, when I stopped finally playing, 
sweat running down my face. It touched the tips of my aching hands gently. Some of these pipelines carry diesel oil. Others carry crude oil. Millions of litres of the day. A bit of day. Nigeria supplies 20... Supply 25% of United States oil. We get virtually nothing in return. Nothing but death by zombie attack. We can all tell your, tell story, your, your stories. When zombies were first released, no one knew about them. All people would hear were rumors about people getting torn apart into pipelines of the size of giant white spiders in the night. Or they hear about huge pipeline explosions, charred bodies everywhere. But a pipeline where the bodies lay, would be perfectly intact. People were still bunkered. My husband was one of them. I suspected he sold the fuel and oil in the black market. He could, he would bring some of the oil home too. He let, he let it sit in a bunker for two days. It would become something like curacao. I used it for cooking. So I, always, I couldn't really complain. But bunkering was a very, very dangerous practice. There were ways of breaking pipelines open without immediately bringing it the war for the zombies. As and his comrades used some sort of powerful laser cutter they stole from the hospitals, but it had to be very, very quiet when cutting for the metal. It all it took was one bang, one vibration. The zombies would come running within a minute. Many of my husband's comrades had been killed because the tap of somebody's wedding ring, a tip the laser cutters on on steel. Two years ago, a group of boys had been playing too close to the pipeline. Two of them were wrestling and fell on it. Within seconds, the zombie came. Only one managed to scramble away, but the other was grabbed by the arm and flung into some bushes. His arm and both of his legs were broken. Government officials said the zombies were programmed to do little harm as possible, but I don't believe this. Nah, lie. They were terrible creatures. To get close to a pipeline was a risk of terrible death. Yet the goddamn things ran right through our backyards. But I didn't care. My husband was beating the hell out of me during these, those month, these months. I don't know why he had not lost his job. I knew he was seeing one another woman. He was poor, but he was not starving. Maybe it was because I couldn't hear him bear a child. It was my fault, I know. But what can I do? I found myself out in the backyard more and more. This particular zombie visited with me every day at time. I loved playing for it. You listen, his lovely eyes would glow with joy. Could a robot feel joy? I believed intelligent ones like this could. Many times a day I could see a crowd of zombies running up and down the pipeline, off to do repairs or policing, whatever they did. If my zombie was among them, I couldn't tell. If about the tenth time it visited me, it did something very, very strange. <coughs> my husband had come home smelling particularly, practically inflammable. Stinking of several kinds of alcohol, beer, palm, wine, perfume. I've been thinking hard all day about my life. I was stuck. I wanted a baby. I wanted to get out of the house. I wanted a job. I wanted friends. I needed courage. I knew I had courage. I faced a zombie many times. I was going to ask my husband about teaching at an elementary school. Heard him looking for teachers. When he walked in, he greeted me with a sloppy hug and kissed and then plopped himself on the couch. He turned on the television. It was late. I brought him his dinner. 
pepper soup, heavy with goat meat, chicken and dried shrimp. He, had a good, he was in a good drunken mood, but I stood there watching him eat. All my courage fled. All my need for courage skittled and cowered to the back of my brain. Do you want anything else? I asked. He looked at me. I actually smiled. The soup is good today. I smiled, but, but something inside me ducked his head lower. I'm glad, I said. I picked up my guitar. I'm going to back to the night, back to the back. It's nice outside. Don't go too close to the pipeline, he said. But he was looking at the TV and gnawing at a large piece of goat meat. I crept into the darkness through the bushes and gra- grasses in the pipeline. I sat my usual spot. A foot of it was stumbling softly, a series of chords for long tune that spoke to my heart. Where else there to go from here? Was it this my life? I sighed. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I didn't, hadn't been to church in a month when it came clicking down the pipe. My heart lifted. It blew liquid. Eyes glowed strong tonight. There was there was a woman from whom I once bought a bolt of blue cloth. The cloth was rich blue, reminded me of the open water and sunny days. The woman said the cloth was a zoo. My zombie eyes were deep with zoo this night. He stopped standing before me, waiting. I knew it was my zombie because a month ago he allowed me to put a blue butterfly sticker on his front legs. Good evening, I said. He did not move. I'm sad today, I said. He stepped off the pipeline, red legs clicking on the metal, then whispering on the dirt and grass. He sat his body on the ground, as he always did. Then he waited and strummed a few chords, then played with his favourite song, Bob Marley. No woman would cry. As I played, his body slowly began to rotate. Something came to understand. Something I came to understand was its way of expressing pleasure. I smiled. When I stopped playing, it turned its eyes back to me. I sighed, strummed on a minor chord and sat back. My life is shit, I said. Suddenly it rose on its eight legs of a soft whirl. It stretched and straightened its legs. Till it standing a foot taller than normal. But under its body, the centre, something whitish and metallic began to descend. A grass grabbing at my guitar. Mine told me 
to move away, move away fast. Befriended this artificial creature. I knew it. Oh, I thought I knew it. But what did I really know about? Why it did what it did? Or why it came to me? Metallic substance descended faster, pulling in the grass beneath it. I squinted. The stuff was wire. Right before my eyes, I watched the zombie take this wire and do something with five of its legs. Well, support, it supported itself on the other three. Legs scrambled around, working and weaving the shiny wire this way and that. They moved into too fast for me to see exactly what they were creating. Grass flew, and a soft whirling sound grew slightly for louder. When legs stopped for a moment, all I could hear was the sounds of crickets and frogs singing, a breeze blowing in the palm, a mangrove for three tops. I could smell the sizzling of oil, someone frying pantane or yam nearby. My eyes focused on that, what the zombie had done. I grinned and I grinned. What is that? I whispered. He held it up with two of his front legs and tapped it back, leg twice on the ground. It, was, it always, it always seemed to do when I was trying to make a point, a point I usually didn't understand. It brought three legs forward and commenced to pluck out. The first of melody, my favourite songs, from Bob Marley to Sonny Aid to Chris from Santana. Then the music deepened to something so so complex, beautiful, reduced to tears and joy. Oh, ecstasy. People must have heard the music. Maybe they looked out their windows and opened their doors. But we were hidden by the darkness of grass and trees. I cried and cried. I didn't know why, but I cried. I wondered if it was pleased or by reaction, I think it was. But the next era, learning to play its tune. Two day, ten days later, a group of zombies attacked some other workers and soldiers deep in the delta. Ten men were torn limb for limb. The bloody remains scattered all over the swampy land. Those who escaped report, told reporters that nothing would stop the zombies. Soldiers thrown a grenade at one. But the thing, but the thing protected itself from the very, very forcefully built to use it during pipeline explosions. A soldier said, force looked like a crackling bubble made of lightning. What are our trouble? A officer frankly told television reporters. Frankly told television reporters. His face was greasy, the sweat. Sides of his eyes were twitching. No. Evil, evil things, I believe this is. When they start, look at me. With a grenade, yeah, yeah, I could do nothing. Pipeline and the men, a belly even started was found fully assembled. Zombies made to make repairs, but not not fully assembled things. Bizarre newspaper write-ups said that zombies getting too smart for their own good. It was rebelling. Something about certain something had certainly changed. Maybe it's just any matter of time before the damn things kill us all. My husband said, it'd be in his hand he read about the incident in the newspaper. They said it never going near my zombie again. It was unpredictable and possibly out of control. It's midnight. I was out there again. My husband hadn't laid a heavy hand on me in weeks. I think he sensed a change in me. I changed. He now heard me play more, even in the house in the mornings, after cooking his dinners in the bedroom. When his friends were over, he was hearing songs I knew, I knew gave him a more glorious feeling as they each called, each sound was examined by scientists and picked to provoke the strongest feeling of happiness. 
The zombies solved my marital problems, at least the worst of them. My husband could not beat me with beautiful music, sending his senses to lush, sweet places. I couldn't hope to hope for a baby, hoped I could one day leave my house, wifely duties for a job as a music teacher at an elementary school, hoped that my village would one day reap for the oil, being as great, great from it, from it. One day reap for the oil, being reaped from it, and I dreamt about being embraced by deep blue liquid metal, webs of wire music. I woke up that night from one of those strange dreams. I opened my eyes, smiled on my face. Good things were coming quickly. Certainly coming. Husband sleeping beside me. In dim moonlight, he looked so peaceful. His skin no longer smelled of alcohol. I leaned forward and kissed his lips. He didn't wake. I slid out of bed, put on some pants, a long green sleeve shirt. Mosquitoes will be out tonight. I read my guitar. I named my zombie Okurai Okurai. In my language, it means spider, the artist. According to legend, Okurai Okurai is a supreme artist. He lives underground which takes fragments of things and changes them to something else. He can even weave spirits and straw. It's a good name for my zombie. I wondered what Rukulai named me. I'm sure it named me something, though. I doubted it would be told. It told others about me. I think it would have been, la- would have been allowed to keep... It- I don't think it would have been allowed to keep seeing me. Rukulai was waiting for me there. As it sensed I would come out this night, I grinned my heart. Feeling so warm, I sat down. I left my, as I left the pipeline, it crept up to me, uh, crept up on me. It carried its instrument on top of its head. A sort of complex star made of wire. Over the weeks, it uh, added more wire lines. Some thin, some thick. I often wondered where it put this thing when it was running about with the others. The instrument was too big to hide it on its body. Udlai held it before his eyes, with one front, with a front leg plucked out a simple, a sweet, simple tune. My mom's made me weep with joy, conjured up images. My mother and father, when I was so young, full of hope, when my brothers and I was too young to marry, move away, for the kill and go, had driven my older brother away to America, my middle brother to North, when there was so much potential. I laughed and wiped away a tear and started strumming some chords to support the tune. From there we, from there we took off to something so intricate, eventually interwining. Key! I felt as though it was communicating God. Aha, the machine and me. You can't imagine. Maya. Our music instantly fell apart. Yumima. My music hasn't called. I froze. Staring at Udalai was, who was almost as emotionless. Please, I whispered, don't hurt him. Samuel messaged me. My husband said, his eyes still on the cell phone. He stepped up on me through the tall grass. There's a break in a pipeline near the school. Not a girl down zombies in sight yet. Throw down a guitar woman. Let's go and get... He looked up, a terrified look. Took hold of his face. It was a very long time, it seemed. We all froze in time. My husband suddenly... My husband standing just as... At the last, the tall grass, who lies standing in front of the pipeline, instrument held up like a ceremonial shield, me between the two of them, too afraid to move. I turned to my husband. Andrew, I said, the greatest good care, let me explain. He slowly dragged his grease on me and gave me a look, 
as if he was seeing me for the first time. My own wife, he whispered. You had like raised his two legs, front legs, for a moment. It looked almost like he was pleading in me, or maybe offering me a hug. They clicked his legs together so hard, produced a large red speck, and he is splattering fainting. My husband and I clapped our hands over our ears. The air instantly smelled like freshly lit matches, even though the palm even through the palm of my hands, I could hear the responses from down the pipeline. The clicking was num- so numerous, it sounded like a rain, tiny pebbles, turned falling on the pipeline. Udrai shuddered, scrambled back, and stood on it, waiting. They came in a giant mob, almost twenty of them. First thing that I noticed was their eyes. They were all deep, angry red. The others scrambled around Judelai, tapping their feet in complex ribbons on the pipe. I couldn't see Judelai's eyes. Then they all ran off with amazing speed to the east. I turned to my husband. He was gone. Well, spread like the disease, like a disease, because ev- almost everyone had a cell phone. Soon everyone was clicking away on them, mentioning things like foot, foot, pipe, uh, Line burst near school. Those on his sight. Hurry to school. Bring bucket. My husband never let me have my own cell phone. He couldn't afford one. He didn't think I needed one. But I knew where the elementary school was. People now believe that the zombies all gone rogue, struggling off the men given jobs to live in the Delta swamps and do whatever it was they did. Whatever it was they did there. Lomi bunkers, bunkers open wide, broke open a boat line. Even the quietest of zombies would become aware of it. With an hour, a pair of things within another hour. But two hours later, this broken pipeline continued for special. Then someone decided, put the word out. I better, f- I knew better the zombies weren't zombies at all. They were thinking creatures, smart beasts, had a method to their madness, and most of them, did not like human beings. Chaos was lit by the headlights of several cars and trucks and pipelines were raised, was raised as it travelled south. Someone had taken advantage of this and removed a whole section of piping. Pink diesel fluid poured out of both ends like a giant fountain. People crowded beneath <laughs> the flow like the Parched elephants, filling jerry cans, bottles, bowls, blank buckets. One man even held a garbage badge until the fuel ate through the bag, splashing fuel over the man's chest and legs. British collection collected a large, dark, pink pool and swiftly followed towards an elementary school gathered on the on the playground. Fumes hit me before I got within sight of school. My eyes watered and my nose started running. I held my shirt on my nose and mouth. This barely helped. People came in cars, motorcycles, buses and foot. Everyone was mentioning on their cell phones, pe- further spreading the word. It had been a while since people who did not make a career out of fuel had forgotten a sniff of fuel, a slip of free fuel. As where children, there were children everywhere. They ran up and down, sending errands by their parents, or just hanging around to do, be part of the excitement. Even probably never seen people were able to 
Only a pipeline without getting killed, hip-hop, high-life, blasted with cars and SUVs and raced. Enhanced sounds of enhanced sound systems, bass line vibrations were almost as stifling. The fumes, I had no doubt the zombies knew was, this was going on. But my husband is heading towards the fountain of fuel with a large bu- red bucket. Five men started arguing almost each other, amongst each other. Two men started pushing and shoving, was falling into the fountain. Andrew, I called out. All that called all over the noise. He turned. He saw me. He zarried his eyes. Please, I said. I worry. He spat and started walking away. You, you have to get out of here. I said, they will come. He whirled around and strode up to me. Who the hell are you, how the hell are you sure? You're so sure. You bring them yourself? As if respond, people suddenly, as if in response, people suddenly started screaming and running. A curse of zombies coming from the street. Was it me to run towards the fuel or fuel? A curse again, my husband. Glaring at me, he pointed out to my face with a look of disgust. I didn't, couldn't hear what he said. All over the noise, he turned. I ran off. I tried to spot the Udrelai amongst the zombies. All those eyes were still red. But the Udrelai, even among them, I stared at their legs, searching for the butterfly sticker. There it was, closest to me, to the left, Udrelai called. As the name came to my mouth, I saw two of the zombies. In the centre, each raised two front legs. My smile went to an oh, of shock. I dropped to the ground and threw my hands over my head. People were still splashing across the pool of fuel, trying to get into the school. Their cars continued blasting hip-hop with high knife. The headlights still on lightning, lighting the fanness. Two zombies clicked their legs together, producing two sparks. Twing, wash! I remember light, heat, and smell, burning hair, flesh, and screams that melted of guttural gurgles. The noise was muffled, the stench was awful. My head on my lap, I remained in this hellish limbo for a long, long time. I never teach music. I never teach music at elementary school. We incinerated along with many of the children. Went to it. My husband was killed too. He died thinking I was some sort of spy fraternizing with the enemy. Or something like that. Everyone died except me. Just before the explosion happened, you like ran out to me. It protected me with its force field. So I lived. And so did the baby inside me. The baby that my body allowed to happen. Because of you realize loving, smoothing music. You know, tells me it's a girl. But, well, how can a robot know this? You know, I play for her every day. I've only imagined, imagine how content she is. But what kind of world will I be bringing her into? Where only her mother and you like stand between a flat-out war between zombies and human beings who created them. Pray that you like can convince men and joy the call of truce. Otherwise, the Delta will, de- will be, will deep keep rolling in Blood, metal, flames. You know what else? She's also praying that these zombies don't build themselves some fins and travel across the oceans.